is up, everybody? It's amazing start interrupting over. my start intro. Over. Start over. Well, you know, I feel like this should just be part of it, honestly. Episode three. Why would you jump in in the three, middle of my cat? I literally waited for three, two, one. You said go. I started talking, and then you started true. talking as I started talking. Gosh, this is true. But that's fitting for Between Two Coins. Uh, some of you might be listening to this on Spotify. Some of you might be watching on YouTube. Either way, welcome, welcome. We're joined today. I'm, you know, Smay's here. Smay, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, uh, we're joined by Nick Dye from, you know, some of you guys might know him as the Crypto Keeper, but he is from Debate Crypto. Uh, Nick, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm really blessed to be here. I appreciate you guys for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. It sounds like someone might be coming to the door. Oh, no. And we're going to kick them out. Man, people need to get on the schedule. Yeah. This time... Got to put a lock on the door, bro, or like have one of the on-air, you know, lights yeah. outside. Yeah. We do need a the big disrespect. on-air light. No, so again, welcome to everybody. But Nick, we brought you on. Uh, we got to have brunch at the Bitcoin conference, and we talked a little bit, a lot of stuff. We're gonna go a lot of different places with this, uh, with this interview, and get a little know, get to know a little more about you, get to know more about what your thoughts are on crypto. We'll just kick back, discuss those things. Also, I think there's some information uh, you don't even know that happened this morning. Today is what I hear. Wondering, you guys are watching this or listening to this on Saturday or later. It is Thursday right now, the 14th. Yes, April 14th. My date's on that. Sometimes yes. it's hard to remember. So this is going to be going out, what, on the 16th? I think something like that. I don't 16th, know. 16th, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's news that happened this morning. That has to do with Elon Musk that uh, Nick doesn't even know about. So we're gonna get his. We're gonna, you're gonna see his blind reaction to the Elon news. Uh, I can't wait for that. But the first thing I want to jump into, Nick. Yeah. What brought you to crypto? Why are you a crypto YouTuber? You're on Twitter. You're on different places. Are, are you other places? I I follow you on YouTube and Twitter. Are you on any other re, uh, resource like t- uh, TikTok or Instagram or anything? Yeah, actually, uh, my my you or my social media presence started with with TikTok. I have the biggest uh, presence on TikTok as it relates to you oh. know actual followers. But I uh, I actually my my wife. Uh, I've been in I've been in crypto for about five years. But to kind of give you the short story, my wife uh, doesn't really care for crypto. She loves the fact that we it has done well for our family. But as far as it you know understanding it or having a conversation about it, uh, it's just not really there. And so. Yeah. Uh, one day back in the end of May of last year, I said, you know what? You don't want to talk to me about crypto. That's fine. I'm going to jump on TikTok and talk to some of those people about it. And uh, <laughs> I jokingly told her that I was going to, you know, take over the uh, the crypto world by storm. And it was funny because the first night that I made a video on TikTok, Wendy, uh, Wendy-o, and I've told her this, Wendy-o actually uh, stitched my video and then told a bunch of people to go follow me. So I'm laying in bed after telling my wife that I was going to take the crypto world by storm and this being a whole big joke. And my phone is buzzing and I got like three or 400 followers the very first night that I was wow. on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's start yeah. off on the right foot. How long ago was that? You said, maybe you said I missed it. May. May. Yeah. That was the end of May. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is that's quick. Yeah, Smay's wife doesn't really care about crypto. Yeah, either. my wife. She uh she's really quiet. She doesn't like to talk to me. Um she also doesn't exist. So uh <laughs> makes it rough. That's a tough one. My wife but. my wife cares. She works for our company, so uh she cares a lot. Although she she was the classic when we I think I've said this before, but we invested uh back in twenty twenty 
and uh-huh. she was the she was the what we invested when it was eleven thousand something right. like that, and then it dipped down to like ten thousand yeah. something, and she was like, oh, we, oh, we just lost our money. Knew we shouldn't have done this. Pull out, it. and it's like, no, just just sit and wait. Just it'll it'll go up and to the right. And sure enough, she's now a believer. Now she is my my wife is you know she does her own thing. She's a owner of Safe Moon against my uh, uh, better oh. judgment. I I try to stop her. Oh. Uh, so you don't have that problem, uh, you know, but yeah, no. So, uh, you own a business, right? Yep. What, what do you guys do? What does your business, uh, produce? So I actually own, uh, three businesses total now, technically four, but one of them I just don't do anything with. So, uh, we've got crypto keeper LLC, which I ultimately started, but then uh, got into business with Miguel and we have debate crypto LLC. That is our, our YouTube, our media channel. Uh, and we have an NFT project that we're working on right now. And maybe talk about that later, depending on what's going on. Uh, but I own a construction business and a lighting business. The construction business is remodeling homes and the lighting business is uh, called Buckeye X light. And it is a, uh, business where we do year round lighting for the, actually the, the, you ever want to not get up and put up Christmas lights on your home? Absolutely. We have led lighting, uh, solutions that actually match the fascia of your home. So you can just keep them up all year round and they're a lifetime guarantee and you never have to do it again. Wow. That's dope. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, yeah. you basically, it's like it's incognito lights throughout the other seasons and then you can just pop them up and go uh, during the holidays. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, they're, they're all year, all year round. And that's actually our newest uh, venture into business. It's actually a family thing uh, with my dad and my sisters. Uh, But the uh, you can, you can change the colors on your phone and do all sorts of cool stuff. But, but my main revenue uh, source is my construction business. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Did did you get much flack about your energy usage on your lighting business as you do (laughs) the the energy business of your mining Bitcoin? (laughs) That's right. That's right. The, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, this is absolute insanity when it comes to talking about crypto mining, because I think that actually is one of the stats that yeah. Christmas lights they, use they more, more are yeah. more energy intensive than Bitcoin mining across the world. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. How about, how about the, with the construction, did you make it through all that lumber craziness? It, oh dude, I had another, I have a couple friends that own uh, construction businesses or they work yeah. somewhere in that field and they just said it got brutal there. For it's getting brutal again right now, but uh, from my inside track, uh, my inside source tells me that it's only going to be a couple more weeks, but I'll, I'll tell you, hmm. uh, we had a point last year where uh, a two by 12 by 16 pressure treated was $154. Like just, oh, it gosh. was absolutely disgusting. Some of the prices that I was giving out to people, they would be like, wait a minute, yeah. are you paying your crew leads? Like, 500 grand a year or how are we coming up to this number and i'm like well just go take a little peek at the lumber prices yep. and you'll figure I, it out i wish i had a reference for what a normally priced piece of lumber whatever well, that, piece, that. that piece of lumber that i yeah. just that, that piece of lumber that i just said a normally priced would be maybe somewhere around like 38 bucks oh wow that's pretty ridiculous okay good grief yeah. good yeah. grief yeah crazy gosh so Man. let's uh let's get let's get back into this let's get into the crypto a little bit deeper here i want to know what was your first investment into crypto and what was it like what what sparked it what was the reason that you made that first investment and what did you invest in yeah so i had a buddy uh still have the same buddy that was mining bitcoin and i th- you know everybody's got the buddy right they've got their 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 friend or somebody that they know everybody's got the buddy story well this is my buddy story and he was mining bitcoin this friend of mine was my best friend all the way through school and he always had these like wild harebrained ideas to make money and that's always been his thing he always had some sort of a little hustle yeah and so when he first introduced this one i was like 
it's just one of his hustles, right? He used to sell like DVDs and he ended up getting in trouble with literally got a letter from the FBI because he accidentally sold a Disney DVD that was not actually out on DVD yet. So that he had like mm. a, he got like a letter wow. about copyright infringement or, or whatever. But yeah, so he always had these, these crazy ideas. And I looked at the Bitcoin thing and all I knew at the time was like, isn't that the, what they use on the dark web for like nefarious activities? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, or this club penguin memberships sound- <laughs> as we discussed in episode one of between two coins. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I, I got introduced that way. Um, and he kept telling me, he's like, I'm telling you, man, just it, you, you, you should check it out. So, uh, my first purchase was actually Bitcoin. That's not a, uh, yeah. not a, you know, big yeah. surprise there. I think it was like 30, 500 bucks, I think. Uh, but at the time when I first got in, it was, I mean, I was, uh, I wasn't like throwing money at it. It was like a, it was like a, you know, fishing expedition. Like, let's see if we can make some money here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Nice. What was your, what was your entry level? What was the date? Cause I know, so you started, you know, social media stuff. Man, I don't know the date. It was twenty. It was technically twenty sixteen. I Ooh, don't. Wow. I don't. I don't know the date. But uh, that's actually a really good. I actually should look back at that. I need to look back at yeah. one of my wallets. I think it was around four k thirty five. It was somewhere around there. And then I bought a bunch up again uh, when we actually. And this was probably the the most that I bought was when the March twenty twenty happened. So mm-hmm. I had a long time where I just kind of yeah. piddled around with it, let it sit there, whatever. And then in March of 2020, when it absolutely crashed, I believed in it enough at that point and had stacked up a decent little bit. Uh, but that I, I just went all in at that point. Well, that's a, actually that's great. You know, great point there, because you had the fortitude to understand, OK, this dip shouldn't have happened or, you know, black swan event happens. Pandemic happens. I'm going to go get me another bag. Yeah. Right now, we're sitting in a situation where, you know, obviously we came back down from 69. A lot of people are concerned. You know, there's a talk out there that. Bitcoin could go back down at least to 30, if not down to 20,000, and people are freaking out. What would you say to someone who freaks out about a potential dip back down to low 30s or potentially down in the 20s again? You know what? Um, I look at it as a blessing. Uh, as much as I want to, okay, do I want to see Bitcoin up into the right forever and just continue? For sure, because, you know, I hold it. Um, but the reality is, a healthy market is not going to do that. We see these massive moves really quick and people get super excited and that's when they FOMO in and that is the wrong time. Right. And so my, my thing that I always tell people is patience is what wins this game. It really is. I mean, it is getting in the game, like no matter what you do, get in. And once you get in, if you're able to be patient, you will succeed. I genuinely believe that with all, with all my heart. I do. Do you have any experience before crypto uh, investing in stocks or anything else that kind of led into your Bitcoin investment or was Bitcoin your first ever investment other than your businesses? Yeah, no, I had been in stocks for for years. Um, I played around with options trading okay. and got uh, got my got my butt handed to me quite a few times because I didn't truly understand what I was doing. I thought that I was smarter than I think I really was. And I thought that it was a, a like a cool thing to do, a cool way to, uh, you know, um, make some money long term. But but for me, it was more I have kind of a crazy backstory, but I was always the 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 gambler. Right. I was willing to take risks. When I say gambler, I'm not talking about sitting in a casino and rolling dice. I'm saying that I was a risk taker just as as a 
person. And so options trading looked like a fantastic idea until it wasn't. And I learned some really hard truths about the stock market that it does not care about you. And I've taken that over into the crypto space and said, okay, there actually is a way to do this. There's a way to be successful at this. And it's essentially doing exactly what all of the newer people are not going to be doing, doing the exact opposite. Yeah. So you're, do you, what, what is your investment strategy or trading strategy? Like, do you do any trading as well? Or do you just invest at this point? And then set, yeah. you know, do you trade based off of, I mean, do you use technical analysis? Do you just follow fundamental analysis. Do you do sentiment analysis? And that, like, it sounds like that's what you're talking about right there is watching and kind of doing the flip opposite of what new uh, investors do. But what is your investment strategy uh, that you use? Yeah, I would say, uh, I don't know, 90% of what I do is, is hodling. Uh, I do have a trading portfolio that I, that I play around with, uh, full disclosure on that. I have learned more from CT2A as it relates to, uh, to trading than I have anywhere period. That's not because I'm on your show. I'm just telling you that, like I have learned more from CT2A as it relates to trading than I have anywhere. And then I use that combined with market cipher, um, friends with crypto face and market cipher has been good to me. And I have a small trading portfolio that I play around with. Uh, I win some, I lose some, but, but the reality is I'm stacking more and more trying to add my ETH position, trying to add my Bitcoin position long-term. Yeah, dude. It, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I work for the company now, obviously. Uh, yeah. CD2A. I mean, again, I don't know. Did you, I guess, did you ever see me last year, like early last year? Did you see me on the show? And Dude, I remember when you were like, what did they call you? Regular Tim? Well, it, no, it started uh, with not. It started with non-crypto. Tim. Non-crypto Tim. Yeah. That's what it was. It, yeah. yeah. So I remember when you were not non-crypto Tim, and then it evolved. But dude, I got to tell you, you made such a. You had to have dove head and hands into TA because yes. the difference between non-crypto Tim and TA Tim and what's happened in that space of time has been incredible. Like you genuinely said, okay, you had to have, you had to have said, okay, I'm going to take this on. Yeah. I'm going to be the TA guy and this is what I'm going to do. Well, I like what, it. what it boiled down to, I was like, man, I'm, I'm freaking working for this company. We got Jeb McAfee over here, crypto yeah. Jeb. One of, like, again, I, I say sometimes one of, but I really have not, I don't think I know a better technical analyst than Jeb. Uh, I don't know, to be fair, I don't know thousands of technical analysts, although I know they're out there. I don't know them, though. Jeb is the best. No, you don't need to preface your compliment. No, he is the best. Jeb is, you're right, (laughs) the best. Anyway, so, so the combination of just saying, I work for this company, freaking, why not go ahead and learn while I'm here? Watch CT2A, got to ask Jeb questions. And then something you said earlier, because you were talking about, you know, you like to play and you've learned so much about what you've done through stuff. Man, sometimes the greatest lesson in the world was absolutely butchering my technical analysis on camera. Someone comments and says, dude, what the heck? You don't know what you're talking yeah, about. You but they say something that's actually, you know, they're trying to hurt my feelings, but it was actually kind of constructive. And I was yeah. like, oh, let me go learn from that. And, you know, well, I'm a big proponent of failure is maybe one of the best teachers in the world. Well, I, that's, I was going to say there's something interesting that I think uh, I think the three of us can definitely relate to in the fact of once you actually start doing you're not just learning crypto anymore when you start going on camera you're learning crypto in front of everybody exactly right so it's like there's this kind of even for me like uh I, it's the uh, the most the most opportunities i've had to learn is when people call me out in the comments in the chat they're yeah. like that was a really bad take this way like that was really stupid this is why you're wrong it's like oh let me go modify let me realize what i was wrong in. and it's like that constant like check and balance that's in the chat all the time people saying hey no that was actually a really dumb take 
mistake. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe let me go back to the drawing board and figure out why I was wrong yeah. instead of just kind of taking information and believing it. I think there's just kind of a unique experience. And I'd like to hear some uh, kind of what your experience has been since kind of moving into being a, a crypto influencer. How has that yeah. kind of changed the way that you see crypto in the community? Man, that's a great question. Um, you know, when I got into when I got into crypto, there wasn't anything like what there is today. I mean, it, it is not even the same ball game. Mm. And I I would encourage people to get a good mix of people that they they feel that they not only enjoy listening to, but feel like they can kind of back check what they've been talking about, see if it makes sense with their trading strategy or their HODL portfolio or whatever. Um, There's a lot of people in social media that ultimately are clout chasing or they're just mean, right? They just, for for no other reason than just to try to, to, uh, you know, mess with your day, they'll say like mean things to you. And I think at first I'm, I'm so, I'm such like a people person. I love people. I genuinely love people as a whole. And so I think I had a little bit of a hard time at first with the idea that these people don't know anything about me. They don't know anything that I've been through this, that, the third, and they're just going to jump in here and make all of these, 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 these statements about, you know, that they're, they're going to put out as fact that absolutely are nothing of the sort. So I had to get past that. Once I got past that and realized, Hey, you can't make everybody happy. You can make the best call in the world. And there's going to be people that are going to jump into your comments and tell you that you're an idiot. You can make the worst call in the world. And there's going to be people that'll jump into the comments and rub your back and tell you that everything's okay. And so you're never going to make everybody happy. Um, it hasn't changed, uh, the way that I do things. One of the things I do try to do is specifically not listen to. So I actually stop if I'm doing T. So today is TA Thursday for us. We do 715 live stream Monday through Saturday. And on Thursdays is the only day that I actually make a concerted effort to not listen to you guys. And you're going to be like, wait, (laughs) that's right. Right. So I try not to listen to you guys today because tonight we do technical analysis and uh, we have CBO crypto tonight. We have Gareth Soloway coming on and I feel like it genuinely can kind of skew. It gives me that, that, that little, that little, you know, Tim in the back of my head saying, questioning what I'm seeing. And TA is an art form, right? It's not just a straight fact. And this is the only way to do it. There's multiple different ways to do it. And the reality is the market can go either way. Um, And so, yeah, I I, kind of, I know that's a long way of getting around what you were asking, but I love the social media thing, but it's also really hard uh, from time to time as well. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I think another thing is, uh, so this is where we can kind of start getting into to the conference. So for you guys who don't know, we went to the uh, Bitcoin 2022. Uh, it was a great conference. Nick was there, and we had a great time. Uh, we got to hang out. And Nick was the first person when we walked in the conference. Nick, that's true. Yeah, uh, we so. so Oh, you guys were just walking in then? Yeah. So, so we got time. general admissions passes. You know, lessons learned. What you know, it was really nobody's fault. It just happened that way. We only had general admission. We didn't have press passes, uh, so we couldn't go to the first day. But we walk in. We're like, let's see what's happening here. Uh, and actually, you know, I rubbed that. The first thing I did, the first person I recognized in the whole thing was Safadi Namas. I, I bumped his shoulder and then we walk into the hall and, and here comes Nick die with a microphone. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know this guy. Uh, and yeah. So you were the first person. I think, I think you were the first person we actually interacted with at the entire yeah. conference and did the little interview with you. Uh, well, I mean, I knew right. I, I, obviously I watch you guys like every day. So like, right when I saw you coming towards me, I was like, Oh shoot, that's literally two people that I was definitely looking for. I had kind of my eyes out we had for just people. There, and yeah. then, yeah. and then running into Jeb was the weird one. I walked out of breakfast 
uh, at a at a Holiday Inn, had a little had a little breakfast place, and I look across the street, and I'm far enough away that I I'm looking at his side profile, and I'm like, that looks like Jeb, but I haven't seen him. And I got closer and closer and closer. And I was like, Jeb. And he didn't even recognize me at first. I had on glasses and whatever. And then I was like, yo, it's keeper. And he was like, Oh shoot. I had, I I think he thought I was like short or something. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, everyone, everyone's shorter in person for some reason you see him on camera, but yeah. uh, But I, so leading into where I was getting at. um, So we were all there for the wonderful, crazy, quirky announcement from uh, Jack Mallers talking about his new payment processing system built on uh, the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, And it has a lot of very interesting implications for what that means for merchants avoiding other older payment processor fees and all that kind of stuff. So first of all, let's just go ahead and dive into it. What are your kind of initial reactions and thoughts when you heard that announcement from Jack Mallers? What did that kind of what was the first things you kind of thought when you heard it? Wah, wah. <laughs> that was that was literally my 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 thought i i just when i heard it it was like this is the this is the big announcement that that we're like partnering up with shopify so i can spend my bitcoin faster that i don't want to spend so for me because i don't like to spend my bitcoin and that's just not something that i'm going to actively be engaging in for me personally right um it just kind of felt like a big nothing burger and i think this is just a personal thought I think the market kind of reacted a little bit to it as well. I think oh, there was so much anticipation building up to that point. And then when that was the announcement, people were like, well, we already knew we could use the Lightning Network and spend our Bitcoin. So I don't know. It was kind of uh, uh, anticlimactic for me. Mm. I don't know. I mean, because like I know we talked about this a little bit at the uh, brunch that we had. And yeah. it because the, the new thing is obviously, at least to my knowledge, I don't think that people were able to use it at like grocery stores and convenience stores and everything else. So I thought that part of it was really cool. I also, yeah. again, you know, speaking with, because you're, you know, you're a small business owner. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever would want to, but that was one of the biggest things I took away from it. And I, again, to even listen to commentary about it, uh, small business owners are saying this is going to solve a lot of problems because what you're you know, used to is using the modern day banking system. And that's what Mallory's kind of talking about. We've been using the same banking system since the like 1940s or like payment systems, the payment system, payment sorry. processing yeah, rails. I mean. Yeah. The, so, so the ability to get your money instantaneous without that three or 4% fee that you have to pay and then wait for yes. the confirmation, everything did to you, was that part of it exciting to you, the small business owner, or even that you're like, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. No, no, that part right there. So I've been telling, I, I have been telling customers for a while now, and I think I'm careful with how I use it now, because what I recognize is that there's not that many people that are actually into crypto right now. I've been yeah. telling people for a long time, for years, Hey, I'll give you a discount if you want to pay me in Bitcoin or Ethereum. And they look at me like I'm nuts. Right. <laughs> uh, so for me on, 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 in that regard, for sure, for me to collect it, I love it because I am trying to stack as much as I can over the long term. So that was the only part that I was like, you know what? I'm on board with it. Uh, it was the other side of it, like actually going to the grocery store and buying a candy bar with Bitcoin that I was like, yeah, I'm never, ever going to do that. But, yeah. um, so that one of the bar. interesting things that I actually kind of, so I definitely had a very similar reaction. I was very much so like, I still am in the camp of, you know, with 
in when in terms of spending Bitcoin, there's a the issue to me is not whether or not I'll spend my Bitcoin, right? Because the the thing is, the reality is, we have a bunch of different accounts that we have our U.S. dollars. The same thing. You have a spending account. You have a savings account. You you know you have investment accounts. Like you, you don't spend every U.S. dollar you get. You know, right. um, so I would imagine you know with these different products, like there at the conference, there were so many companies that offered to turn your payroll into Bitcoin and stuff like that. So it's like you can get paid in Bitcoin now. So it's like I could. I could theoretically live fully on Bitcoin now and and not have to have any US dollars, have a spending account, my Bitcoin, whatever. The biggest problem for me was that is Bitcoin's volatility is is so much of a so much of a, a hiccup in that system to say, well, if I'm going to be an early adopter to this, right? I say I go and hook up my payroll to one of these companies and I'm getting paid in Bitcoin and I'm Bitcoin through and through. Uh, you know, next thing you know when I'm paying my bills, my, the values of my bills are changing so often because I, I can't even keep track. I can't even make a proper budget because of volatility of Bitcoin. Uh, I think that's definitely for me was one of the things that I was like, that's going to be difficult on the spending Bitcoin side, but where, uh, Kelly, uh, he, he let me know after the show where I reacted to it, he re- made me realize again, this is one of those examples of, Oh, bad takes may, uh, I was said the same thing. I was like, I thought this was ridiculous. So, you know, the spending Bitcoin and, and that doesn't seem like a very good use case for this. But I think the most interesting part is that it's actually, you can use your fiat fiat dollars and run it through this payment rail, right? It converts it to Bitcoin and then converts it back, right? So you can actually spin US dollars and yeah, uh, in the anything same, to anything. anything to anything. So what that, what that really opens up the opportunity is now it's actually just a more, uh, it's just a better payroll for the, for the merchants, uh, for the uh, companies to be able to avoid these fees. And also yeah. it gives you the opportunity as the, as the company to potentially uh, offer, like you said, for your services, offer discounts and stuff to get people to incentivize them to use this payment rail to be able to save you a little bit of money. Right. Well, and, but the, yeah. other, the other thing, and again, so this is where we're going to get into a little bit debate crypto here. You know, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Cause we started, we started at that uh, restaurant. Uh, what was the, we'll give that, that restaurant a shout out. It was uh, 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 cafe uh, Americano down yeah, in cafe the Americano. Yeah. Cafe Americano. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, good food. Um, but anyway, okay. So here we go. <laughs> All that was great. You know, I think I think the announcement was really big. I think one of two things, and I want to hear what you think about it. Maybe you won't debate with me. Maybe you you'll disagree with something I say, and and I might disagree with myself a little bit too. I'm just throwing. Wow. It out okay. That, not very confident. This is a setup. So this far. is a setup. Not very confident. <laughs> this is a setup here. I think it's a, I think it's something that someone should chew on and make the decision for themselves. But first of all, you know, you a small business owner, what you could set it up. This is another way for you to make Bitcoin. Uh, is you can get someone to pay through the strike network. They're going to pay in U.S. dollar, or they're going to pay in whatever they pay, and then you can you can make sure it turns out Bitcoin on the other side. So you, the owner, that's one way to acquire Bitcoin. I think that's really cool. But the other thing mm-hmm. is, uh, Smith kind of mentioned it. So here's where we currently sit. All right. So I understand that there's a thought. Do not sell your Bitcoin. Great thought. I, I I'm in that boat. There is my investment portfolio because I have a hodl portfolio and a trading portfolio. I do not touch my hodl portfolio. I do not take profit. That is there. Right. I'm not going to sell it. But I have to keep a reserve amount of U.S. dollars on hand mm-hmm. because I have to pay my bills. I have to go buy food. I have to pay my rent. I have to do, you know, go eat gas and everything. If there's now an opportunity for me to utilize that, and when I said I might agree with myself, might disagree with myself, I fully understand the argument of volatility. So I, I'm sure that's the first place that you and Smay are going to go is, yeah. Tim, it's volatile. I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, what we do know that's not volatile is the U.S. dollar just getting obliterated 
Why not move a portion of my money that I've been sitting here holding in U.S. dollars to buy groceries and to buy these different things that now I can buy through the Strike Network with Bitcoin? Why not move that to Bitcoin? And whether I spend it or not, it is changing with the price of Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes up, my U.S. dollars went up. Now, the bad side is if the Bitcoin price goes down, it goes down a little bit. But at least I have it sitting there rather than keeping it for in cash in case of emergency. I now can keep yeah. it in Bitcoin in case of emergency. And in there, if there's no emergency, I don't have to spend it, it will go up right with Bitcoin. I think that that's very enticing. I completely understand do not sell your Bitcoin. But to me, what I would do is, let's say, for example, I have $100,000 over here in my HODL portfolio. I'm not going to touch that $100,000. But the $10,000 that I keep in cash or 20 or whatever it is, maybe I start to reassess what of that I turn into Bitcoin and put on the Lightning Network and use with my cash app to potentially go in. And, and I, I was telling somebody earlier, one of the things that's really enticing about Bitcoin and what's unenticing about the US dollar is people have lost the the fortitude or the thought to think about smart decisions. Like back when money was backed by gold, people were encouraged to make wise investments with their money. They really had to equate, is this really worth it to me or not? With a broken US dollar, we've kind of been trained our brains to be like, ah, oh, it's just money, let's just spend it. Spend it. Versus if it's sitting in Bitcoin, and I know if I hold on to this and wait, it'll be worth more later. That will stop things like how many times do we walk into grocery stores and I say, I'm gonna get some eggs, some bacon, couple pieces of bread. And then we're like, oh, well, those chips are buy one, get one free. And those cookies over there look really nice. And and it's like, no, no, now I'm like, no, hell, I'm spending my Bitcoin. I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to understand delayed gratification. And that's actually what will help build wealth. Like some people I know that are millionaires, they're not millionaires because they have a job that pays, you know, six figures. It's because right. they know how to pinch pennies. They know how to know when to spend, when not to spend. And I think that people turning their money into Bitcoin could help reteach that principle. I want to hear what you have to think about that. And, you know, feel free to debate. You know, this is open, open forum. So uh, I, I don't, it's not even that I disagree with it. It's that I already live almost in that exact scenario that you just put out. Okay. Gotcha. If you looked at my, if you looked at my, my bank accounts right now, right. I keep what I absolutely have to have in fiat. Other than that, I'm already there, right? I'm already yeah. like, I, I live in, in the crypto verse. Gotcha. My wife actually gets frustrated sometimes <laughs> because like she wants to do X, Y, and Z. And she knows that like, Hey, we could do any of this without even a thought, yeah. but I have such a hard time because I know to do what she wants to do. Like she wants to put a pool in the backyard right now and, uh, and put it like a, a big patio covering and do some fancy stuff out back that my, my company could do. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and she knows that, but for us to do that physically, I have to now reach into what's most likely my ETH portfolio. Cause that's my largest, uh, you know, holding, I would have to reach into my ETH, which absolutely is like <laughs> reaching into my chest and, and yeah. squeezing on my heart. Yeah. And so I, I'm already kind of there. I try to hold as little fiat as possible, but, but at the same time, uh, the reality is that, that the volatility has to be a thought process because until we work that out, the only way that that goes away is if we literally go to a Bitcoin standard. And yeah. once we get to that, now it's a different story. If, if basically the price of something was 
in Bitcoin, it's just like when you're stacking, right? You're, you, I don't, I try, I'm really working on this to not pay attention to what it is in us dollars and do the conversion in my head. It always happens. I do it. Uh, but I'm trying not to, because ultimately what's my goal to stack as much ETH, to stack as much Bitcoin, to stack as much of whatever it is uh, as possible. And I think until we get to that, the volatility has to at least be a discussion because what does happen when all of a sudden you do have a true emergency and the market's dumping, right? Yeah. No, it's bad. So, well, so I want to give Smate, you know, you can add on, take your own case. <laughs> I have I have something I want to say back, but I want to give you your Well, I, I think platform. My my biggest thing is, right, what the scenario you actually just laid out, specifically in, in terms of like, uh, you were basically arguing, oh, well, now I can have my rainy day fund essentially in Bitcoin, which yeah. is, that's a, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think that's a great idea. My only issue with that, I mean, for one, volatility, like uh, like Nick said, you, the volatility becomes an issue because next thing you know, what if you have a big emergency and Bitcoin dumped, you don't have as much in your rainy day fund as you thought you did. You super know? rainy day at that point. Yeah, it's a super, yeah, double rainy day. It's a, it's a hurricane <laughs> at that point. But right. I think also... Also, the biggest thing is your argument of saying that it teaches people to be a little bit more uh, spend less. You know, it teaches them to be a little bit more thoughtful about what they're spending. The issue with that is that in our the way our society and our economy is built is it, it's built for spending, right? Like next thing you know, yeah. if I don't go in and I don't buy those chips that they were put on sale and I don't buy those cookies that are put on sale, that business is making less money, right? Which means then they're paying their employees less because they're not getting the, 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 you know, they're not doing better. So there's, there's all those ripple effects of that. So it actually is more of a, like the, if anything, the incentive is as the, as the business is like, we need you to spend as much as you can possibly spend. Uh, yeah. and, and that's just kind of what keeps our economy going round. So I, I think it's actually, there's, there's a bit of, uh, an issue in that case of saying like that's maybe a good way to fortify your own self to for personal finance but yeah. I think in terms of an, an overall mass adoption phase I don't think that's really I don't think that's the way that it should go I think really what we're seeing now is that it, the bullish part of this is that it's an option right it's mm-hmm. not that we it, people should be encouraged to do it the bullish thing is that it's an option which means we're just set we're basically setting the steps the foundation for when we move on to that bitcoin standard but in the meantime there's going to be early adopters that are going to be enthusiasts that jump fully into the idea of spending all their uh, their bitcoin and putting having these a, a bitcoin spending portfolio and all this stuff the thing is it's you know it's going to be those people that are going to be hurting for a little bit until yeah. we finally move on to a Bitcoin standard. Uh, I, I, and I think this is bullish news. I think the biggest na- the biggest thing you can take away from this, though, is the use the usability of it that you can actually it can it doesn't have to be spending your bitcoin it can yeah. be you spending it's a payment rail right so it's that my grandma knows that she could spend bitcoin it's that my grandma even yeah. hears what the heck bitcoin is yes i Absolutely. agree with that that's, well, see, that's definitely huge what i want to do is flip it a little bit more there though <laughs> let's do it especially you're talking with the economy right we're taking it deeper let's go we talked about it on the show this morning coffee and crypto again so you know, as we were watching this a couple days ago it was on thursday the 14th what percentage of people do you think currently use bitcoin it's not a oh, high man. number. That, that it's report, not a high number at all. It's not, not the number they'll tell you either. No, no. I think that I, I saw a number as high as twenty-two percent of Americans have had not access to chance. crypto in one way. No, it's which means that they probably have that might they might count people who have an uncle who bought Bitcoin once or someone who was given a free <laughs> NFT and doesn't have any clue what to do with it. They use Bitcoin right. to get a plug uh, club the, penguin. Realistically, membership. we're probably mm-hmm. talking about low single digit numbers. Yeah. Yeah. 3% maybe I would say I I'm, I'm in the 2%. Yeah. That's just the the United States. We're not even talking about now we go into the rest of the world, right? 
we to see an increase in price and this is economics you got to see something start to flow there's a lot of things that make something go up it's not as simple as just supply over demand there's also a thing that has to go with flow money flow at the moment there's not a lot of bitcoin money flow which means that the only people that really are exchanging it going back and forth are people who are knowledgeable. We gotta uptick the knowledge level. So when you start seeing things exchange this way, when we're starting to use Bitcoin as payments, A, what that does is get more people involved, that percentage of people involved in crypto, it goes up. And that's what the coolest thing is. Love that Jordan Peterson said that because he talked about how he didn't understand what Bitcoin was, but what he did was invested it. And now that he has skin in the game, he actually starts to do his research. And now that's why he's such a big proponent of Bitcoin, right? We gotta get that number of people involved in it up. Second of all, these businesses, they're already they're already benefiting from the fact that they don't have to pay that three or four uh, percent fee and then wait some time for confirmation. They can get yeah. instantaneous money. Well, how long before businesses start saying, you know what, I'm going to keep a certain portion of this in Bitcoin. And now we're starting to get potentially institutional money coming into space. I think that actually economically, we want to make a case for our government to back money by Bitcoin and to use crypto more heavily. What better argument than to use it and show them the profitability and the benefits of it. And then that makes them come in and say, you know what, this crypto thing is not as bad as we thought. Let's actually, let's utilize this because this is going to help. You know, our economy is based off of spending money. Yeah, let's start spending well, Bitcoin and, and allow yeah. the economy to actually build it up. I actually think that's part of the reason why they're fighting back against Bitcoin. Besides the, let's take out the the factor that they don't, that it's a fully decentralized network yeah. uh, that yeah. they don't have control over. I think the other part is right there. So Smay said it earlier, we are incentivized in the world that we live in today to spend. Yes. That is yeah. literally the whole point to stimulate the economy. Spend, 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 spend. It, it even gets put into movies, into TV shows. They are encouraging you to buy that, that, that name brand bag, to Absolutely. buy this, buy that have that car have this house whatever uh and bitcoin let's look at it it up and to the right is what the 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 bitcoiners will tell you where it's headed long term what does that do that incentivizes people to save and we are in a position right now where our economy is headed downhill fast and we're either going to end up at a place of stagflation because of something like that where where literally we are just people are not spending because they believe that the the price of the dollar or the value of the dollar or the value of bitcoin in this in this regard is going to be more more than it is right now. And stagflation leads to deflation and deflation mm -hmm. is, is, is ultimately long-term even more chaotic for our society, at least uh, for a time than inflation is. And so I think that's part of it as well. It's they're saying, wait a minute, these people just want to buy this and stack it and hold it. They don't want to like move it around. This is a problem. And so, yeah, for yeah. that, from that standpoint, Tim, I think it's a genius idea, but I think it's part of the, the issue there because we are incentivized to buy and hold, not buy and, and sell and buy and sell, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I think it would be really cool is, you know, there's a community, if we did a way better job as a community of, again, I understand don't sell, but like at least showing, like, I think Elon did that. Like that was one thing Elon did. And we're talking more Elon news here in a little bit, but Elon, remember when he liquidated Bitcoin and everyone's freaking out like, oh no, Elon's doing his rug pull. And it wasn't even Elon, it was Tesla. And he said, no, 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 this wasn't a rug pull. What we were doing was proving to you the, proving liquidity, proving yeah. the liquidity of Bitcoin, proving its value use case. And again, we talked about before, I believe that Elon is one of the innovators of our, that he is one of the foremost innovators. Not of our generation. one of, I think he really Maybe is the, like foremost. The, the foremost. Yeah. yeah. And, and so again, I'm not saying, again, I want people to make sure they understand. 
I'm not saying that I'm going to lick, I'm going to turn all of my money into Bitcoin and then just be spending my Bitcoin like it's, you know, nothing. But I'm, I'm considering a very small portion is saying, you know what, rather than leaving my rainy day money as, and, 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 you know, it sounds like you're already doing this, Nick, but rather than leave my rainy day money for an emergency in US dollar, I'm going to leave it in Bitcoin on the Lightning Network and it's there if I need it. And if it loses a little value some days, that's okay. But guess what? I think there's a higher probability of that portfolio gaining value in terms of we're talking about actual value because that's a, U.S. dollars are just a measure of value. They're losing it. They're losing it by itself every single day. Yeah. I want to gain value, and I think Bitcoin's a better option. I, I what mean, about holding it? What about holding it in the form of a stable coin that, that's backed by Bitcoin? That is like literally Terra. what I was about to say. Terra Luna. Literally, that was exactly what I was about to say. So yeah, that's a really interesting proposition, all in of itself. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. could probably do a whole show on that. Yeah, I, I well, you, we could. Uh, we, I mean, I think. Dang, how much? What time we got? We, we're, we're at. Gosh, we could we're at get 40. there. We're going to do another one of that talking about because again, I, we had another interesting conversation about Terra Luna. Is Terra Luna going to be? That exact thing. Is it going to be a Bitcoin-backed yeah. currency? Gosh, and Do Kwan, well, he's going to do it. Dave. He he is putting his money where his mouth is, and he is still investing. I'm, I'm proud of that. I mean, I'm proud of you, Do Kwan. So, so, that is, so I, I love that you brought that up, because that's literally exactly what I was going to say in terms of what, because I, I know that Tim was like, well, I'm going to put a little rainy day fund in Bitcoin now, and I'm like, that's great. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm actually going to go into high yield stable coins. I, I want to go. I, I think I'm going to make a, a like, I think that's where I'm going to put my, because the thing is, it's still pegged to the dollar. So like at the end of the day, like I'm still going to like, if I do have an emergency, I'm not going to have to worry about volatility in that Good sense, point. but I'm still gaining that those returns on putting it in those, in that, in that, in the stable coins. So that's where my mind goes in terms of personal finance, that's where I, I think would be the best I use case now until Bitcoin starts to settle down and we start getting at least closer to that Bitcoin standard. But yeah. anyways, um, yeah, let's transition. Let's transition to this Elon, this Elon stuff. All right. All right I'm ready to hear this. I'm, I'm very interested. You guys have kind of built this up. I, I feel like I, I feel like this is going to be really not know what you're about to tell me. This is Nick Dye's reaction to the most recent Elon Musk news. Now, Nick, you know, of course, that he invested in Twitter last week. He bought, I think he yeah. owned like nine, a little a little over 9% of yeah. Twitter, right? Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. He's been messing with Twitter. You know, some of his Twitter posts have been kind of trolling Twitter as a company overall. <laughs> well, I would like to know. In, but anyway. he, hold on, this is important detail. <laughs> yeah. He got, he bought 9% of, of Twitter and denied a seat on the board. Yep. That's a little sus. Yep. That's a little sus. So this leads into what's happening. So, so finished him. Reports are coming out this morning that he has offered, and it looks like a legitimate offer to buy out all of Twitter and make it a private company. Yes. Really? Doing a hostile takeover, buying all the stock, all the shares at a premium. And, and you're right, Smay. That was a key detail because if he was on the uh, board. That is not a move. They would do. limit. Yeah, they'd limit the amount you of shares. You cannot own, get. but so many if you're on the board. So him denying. He's playing, he's playing chess and we're playing checkers. Exactly. Over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, here's the question now this brings up. Okay. So obviously we know, and I think this is something that we kind of talked about this morning on the show. We know that uh, Elon Musk, his ideologies align a lot with Bitcoin. And this is a, just another 
proof in the fact that I mean, in the in his SEC filing, his his pretty much exact words were saying that he's wanting to take Twitter private to make it the foremost freedom of speech platform. Yeah. What does this mean for Twitter's uh, for uh, further integration with Bitcoin yeah. and cryptocurrency as a whole? What does that mean? Because I think this is this is an interesting thing. Because I mean. Uh, Jack Dorsey and and the team at Twitter has already shown that they're very crypto forward in terms of Im- implementing the NFTs and the the crypto related tip jars. Well, you know Jack Dorsey's like out. Well, he's I know, I know, I, I know yeah. he's out, but I'm saying he kind of laid that foundation, yeah, right? Yep. So the thing is now it's even it's even uh, the interesting thing is how much further is that going to go, and how does this now serve the Bitcoin community of having this kind of town square yeah. that's fully just like no no holds barred, like this is. This is the Wild West now. What is it? What do you think this means for crypto? Dude, I had not heard. I had not heard this. First of all, uh, I, 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 I love it from a sense and I, man. Okay. Let me back up. Yeah. So <laughs> if what, what ultimately you're asking is, Hey, if he really does what he says he's going to do and tries to, to buy out, you know, all of Twitter and make it, uh, this, uh, this private entity, that's going to be all about free speech. That's the piece of the puzzle that's missing in social media and our world as a whole right now. And yes, right. It's yeah. like these fringe, we have like these fringe, uh, different platforms that are, are free speech type platforms, whatever happened to, so I was in the Marine Corps, right. And we fight for things like free speech. Right. And now what I see happening. So, so, you know, we can look at Twitter and say, oh, they're doing, they're doing all these great things for NFTs. Uh, they're very crypto centric. But what are they not? They're not free. You cannot jump on there yeah. and say anything you want to say. You absolutely cannot. It has been shut down. People are silenced. You know, uh, uh, Donald Trump all of a sudden, you know, kicked off of the platform. But are, are we are we serious? Right. And yeah. so. If he actually were to do that, um, I think that it would be massive for the crypto space as a whole. I think it would be yeah. massive for social media as a whole. But I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. That's going to get shut down. That's going to get denied. And the puppet masters behind the scenes, wow. because I do think that a lot of these platforms are uh, basically controlled by the puppeteers uh, behind the scenes. I don't think that they're going to let it happen. They, they ultimately, let's look at it. Elon Musk is already theoretically one of the more powerful people in the world, especially as it relates to financial markets. He can make a tweet and move markets. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to give him uh, theoretical control over a, an entity as large as Twitter. Um, yeah, man, it sounds like a pipe dream to me. I, I, I would love to see it happen, especially if he genuinely gave us free speech on there. I just don't know that the puppeteers are going to let it happen. You know, I, I think that's a great point you even make there. And, and it's, it's what people really need to know. Like a lot of people just think that wealth and don't be wrong, wealth goes a long way in, in giving you power, but true power is influence. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk might be the most powerful human in the in the planet. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the I think he holds a lot of a lot of power, and I think he's one of the most powerful people on the planet. But I, I, I think don't know. I think the rest of it spread out because I think that big money buys influencers, but they spread out. I mean, I think singular person. I, you think there's a more influential person right now? 
Yes, but I don't think that it's I don't think that it's uh, somebody Absolutely. that you would be able to name off the top of your head. I <laughs> yeah, think yeah, it, yeah. I think that it's somebody I mean, that yeah, lurks hear, in yeah, the shadows. It's the and, lizard people. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. That makes decisions for play, for people like the World Economic Forum. Somebody, somebody like Klaus Schwab or whatever would be somebody that I would throw out there and say as as crazy and as awful as it might be. Well, someone like that uh, is incredibly influential. Yeah, yeah. but I I think. So I want to know kind of like because I kind of got your thoughts on the thing. So what do you think this means for for crypto, like in the crypto markets? I, does it mean anything? Really? Well, here's a good question. Even caveat that. Let's say you're like so. Let's say it goes through. What does that mean? Let's okay. say it is just a pipe dream. But the I mean that the ripple effects of just this news. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, the that's two scenarios. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that for let, let's say it does, let's say it does go through and it happens. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Twitter will become a, a whole new beast. I think that it, that it will have the ability that people will have the ability to actually be who they want to be. Let's be fair. We are on YouTube. We'll use YouTube as an example, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that you just flat out can't say, right? There's mm-hmm. things that right now that I might actually like say that I won't say because I know that it's going to demonetize the show or whatever. Right. So we have to already be careful with that. Um, so I think it would give a whole new meaning to, uh, what it means to have, to, to truly have that free speech, assuming again, that this isn't just another, you know, power play by someone that has the power to be able, you know what I mean? He would need to follow through on his end for crypto. Listen, if if he bought Twitter, you're talking about one of the more influential places as it relates to the crypto space and now is crypto centric as it relates to free speech, because let's look at it like crypto originally was about the people, this peer to peer. Now we're saying, hey, peer to peer, we can communicate how we want to. We can actually talk about the things that we feel are relevant and we can have this open you know, conversation. Uh, I think that it would actually turn into another platform to be able to long-term peer to peer move Bitcoin around. That would not surprise me whatsoever. If, if, if he were able to take control and genuinely take it private, I could see it being an exchange all in of itself. I could see it being a, a hub for all these great crypto minds to be able to get together and really uh, hash out some of the things that uh, currently they can't speak about on YouTube as it relates to the fog around the world and the other things that are happening with all the facial recognition and the social credit scores and all of these type of things. Um, I think it could be absolutely huge. I think it would be fantastic. Actually, I would, I would be a big proponent of it for sure. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. So now on the flip end, say it doesn't go through. What is the ripple effects of that? And it seems like we live in cancel culture, right? Uh, so I think this would be another like a very high level example as I look at it of cancel culture. You've got one of the most influential, powerful, richest men in the world, and he's not able to buy a, a company that he can afford to buy. Why? Right. Yeah. The, the question is, why? why? Why not? Well, because, again, those puppeteers don't want him to be able to open up a platform for people to be able to speak their mind and on such a high level. Um, and so I don't think it's going to be a ne- I don't think it'll be negative like for crypto. I don't think that it will affect like the 
prices as it relates to crypto. I, I don't think that, um, but I think it will be another blow for our ability to take the next step forward. I think we've we've taken so many steps back as it relates to our true freedoms. Yeah. And I think that this would be another example on a very high level of, hey, you don't truly have the freedom that you think that you do, unfortunately. And, I, and that for that reason, I almost think it might have a positive effect on crypto, especially DeFi. Uh, all decentralized finance because it is just one more wake up call to people saying, Hey, this is, this is not the land of the free. If he can't do it, yeah. nobody can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. just, a, that's just a fact for sure. Uh, I, I think true. where it takes my mind is just kind of the idea that I, I think with the, I, I, so the government, sorry, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. So the government right now obviously is, is not wanting Bitcoin to take over, right? It's not to their advantage at, the, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States, the powers that be, if you will. So what I, I think even if it doesn't go through, there's the detriment of it is, is like you said, there's almost like uh, there's a risk of what if we get to this point where now the, the powers that be become so desperate to silence the the crypto market, to to start to overly censor even more. Us as crypto influencers, we've been relatively fine, but next thing you know, what happens if it starts to really, really crack down? I think this, if anything, was going to be the oasis, right? If Twitter was a, had, was a truly free platform, this would have been the oasis, right? To become oh, yeah. the place where we can actually discuss cryptocurrency and its developments well, yeah. freely and openly without any without any fear of being demonetized or deplatformed. Uh, you know, what is that going to look like if if that doesn't go through? What are you know? Are we going to be able to uh, continue to talk about cryptocurrency openly and freely if these powers of be start to get? anxious that that this is becoming something that they can't fight anymore well let me clarify this real quick mm-hmm. and because a, a question i want to ask nick get his take on it why did he start tesla why did he start spacex why did he start any of these things he says he honestly he said is to help the human race now he's made a, a a buttload of money doing it yeah but he wants to help and now he is showing his desire and interest in owning and running a free speech social media platform. So if he gets denied, what do you think the odds are that he takes that $42 billion or whatever he was going to offer Twitter and and says, you know what, I'm going to do my own? I think there's a fantastic chance of that happening. I think that, I think that it's going to be a double-edged sword for whoever to like, if they tell him, yes, I think that there's going to be a Yeah. Well, he's going to make money, but I'm saying it'll be a ripple effect through our society because now all of a sudden, if he does open it up in that yeah. way, we are going to be able to have some brutally honest conversations about where things yeah. are right now, because there's some really sad truths to where we really are that again, we can't even have that conversation on here right now. Yeah. Um, but, but the, but the double-edged sword to it is if they shut him down, he's not a voice that gets silenced. He is very openly, uh, an aggravant and likes to, you know, poke and prod, you know, uh, yeah. saying, Hey, Vlad, Vladimir Putin, I, I, I challenge you to a, a death match or what, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like one-on-one combat. Um, I think the other side of it is if they actually shut him down, I think that he's going to be able to come out and say, you see, I had the money to do this. I was going to pay premium prices to do this. 
why would they not let me do this? Because they do not want you to have your free speech. So I think the fact that he came out and did this, Mm -hmm. whether it's a power play or whether it is truly to help the people, I think that no matter whether it goes good or bad, as you look at it, I think the uh, I think the government and the United States is going to to feel the repercussions of the decision. Yeah, 100 percent, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I'm glad I'm glad, you know, now I'm glad you are uh, up to date on Elon. And uh, that hey, was dude. that was some really good for someone who just heard it. I love the take you have and the thought. I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Let me know. And all the audience know where if they want to see more of you and hear more of your thoughts on crypto and decentralization and freedom of speech and anything else, where could they come find you and learn more about you? Well, hopefully I can give you the links and we can drop them down below the video. So we can we can definitely, I'm sure, do that. Uh, But no, so we have Debate Crypto on YouTube. Uh, It's Debate Crypto, no spaces or anything, just the word Debate Crypto. Uh, We do Monday through Saturday, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And we have different days for different things. Saturday nights tend to be our probably most uh, uh, busy evening. And we do actual influencer debates. Uh, It's not just influencers, but mainly influencers influencers and we, and we literally we think that it's really healthy for the market um, to be able to hear different sides uh, and opinions on uh, you know challenging topics in the crypto space so definitely on YouTube we have Twitter which is debate crypto OG um, and then TikTok I'm the underscore crypto keeper uh, I will warn you there is a fake that has 42,000 yes, uh, subscribers or, or followers or whatever so pay attention it's just the underscore crypto keeper. Uh, and then my my uh, business partner and I, Miguel, he's blockchain crusader on, on TikTok. Uh, we've been working together for a while now. We've got an NFT project coming out that uh, I would love for people to check out. I'll drop my Discord link down below. Uh, but we are actually bringing together the, uh, the prepper community with the crypto community. The crypto mm. community is trying to prepare for the US dollar to collapse. The yeah. prepper community is just trying to be prepared for the world to collapse. And we're, we're basically marrying those two things. So that's interesting. Damn. That's interesting. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I do. What can I, let me get like a, like, what does that even look? I just want to get like a three minute spiel. Cause that, yeah. that I find that so fascinating. I just want a three minute spiel of what that actually means. And then we can, yeah, make sure. It. Yeah. So, well, thanks for asking. Um, So we ultimately believe that your metaverse character is not going to save you when and if the world kind of takes a a bad turn. And we think that a lot of people feel with their cushy lives, right? I have a beautiful home and cars and money in the bank and crypto and all of these great things. Uh, It's very easy to get comfortable. And unfortunately, as I look around this world today, uh, there are some very sad truths. We were just talking about some of them as it relates to free speech, et cetera. We believe believe that there's going to be, you know, I'm not trying to be a doomsday type guy, but I I just believe that you're better to be prepared than not be prepared. And so ultimately we're going to be doing a couple things. We're getting ready to release the roadmap. One of the things we're going to do is we're going to have a private place where even if the grid goes down, everyone that is a holder is going to be able to communicate. So we're going to have people all over the place, still able to communicate. Uh, That is a work in progress that we're working on right now. Uh, So communication is huge. And then depending on some certain factors, how many of them you hold this, that, and the third, we haven't released all this information yet, but we're actually going to be teaching in real life 
We're going to be teaching water purification, fire starting, self-defense and firearms, um, shelter building, like first aid, all of the things that would actually allow you to survive if things didn't, you know, go the way that we want it to go and continue towards our cushy lifestyle. That's what we're doing. We've teamed up Mm. with some prepper companies and uh, man, I don't know. I'm super excited. Prepare for a red dawn scenario. That's what I love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I might uh, I might have to jump in on that, you know. Oh, and 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 we hired a an artist from DC Comics, so the art Whoa. is dope too. So if you're into if you're into art, we spent you know some dollars, right? Uh, oh. Some 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 ETH actually, to be more specific, on uh, on a great artist, and he's freaking fantastic. Awesome, so. man. come on, awesome. All right, well, yeah, Nick, we appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. Dude, that's thank all you very we... much for uh, for having me on, man. I appreciate yeah, it. yeah, dude. That's all we got for today, though. So, the episode three. Make sure you guys tune in next Saturday. Checking out episode four. I don't even know. Do we have? Do we know who we're gonna have? Next I, I have some ideas. We have some. Thoughts. I have some ideas. We'll have to leak that later. Well, but, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys know in advance once I've confirmed with them. But uh, I have some ideas. So, all right. Well, Nick, you have a good rest of your evening. The rest of you guys have a great Saturday. That's all we got. Peace. Thanks, guys. Whoa! Wow! Look at this guy. He watched the entire video. What a cool guy. I think the next thing that he wants to do is hit the like button and then probably even subscribe to the channel. And perhaps even comment down below what he thought. That that would be pretty cool. Wow. What a cool guy. I got a real good feeling.